Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Buff Nagle, the podcast, where we explore entertaining and enlightening discussions of the adventure of life and all things good, from science and technology to history and philosophy to leadership and success. We hope to give you a better understanding of the world and skills for everyone to pursue their own adventure. Nagel the podcast, where we talk about all things good in the pursuit of the adventure of life. I'm Zach, and we got a fantastic show today where we're going to be talking about youth sports, which is something on this podcast we've talked about before, but we're going to go in a little bit more deeper dive. However, I can't do this alone, so today I'm joined by not Rafe, but my older, taller, not as big brother, Harrison. Harry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, but you forgot better looking in there too, right? Oh, I, su- I assume that was a built-in. <laughs> it's a given, right? No, I'm, I'm happy to be here in the, I guess, far eastern Buff Nickel Studios, right? Yep. And uh, I'm excited to talk about something that's basically near and dear and how we grew up together. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be a good time. No, but to uh, begin, I want to thank everybody for coming in and giving us a listen. Uh, if you like the podcast... Uh, please give us a like and subscribe so you can get your weekly updates while driving into work. Tell your friends, and if you have a topic that you'd like to listen to or have us discuss, go ahead and send us an email at buffnagle at buffnagle.com. All right, that sounds uh, fantastic. So like you mentioned earlier, uh, we grew up a lot playing sports in our youth. And so we're going to be discussing youth sports in general, kind of the lessons we took from that and like how we're using those lessons today as we transition into professional lives <laughs> that's right yeah because you're you're out of law school now you're moving into basically life on your own finding your way in the world and i've been doing army things and married things for six years and two years respectively but i think a lot of that comes from i don't know i've, I've learned a lot of things from youth sports right as we grew up playing what, baseball basketball football you were playing rugby you got me into rugby before i broke my hand so there's a, I think a whole slew of different things and different ideas and people and coaches that we've met over our tenure in youth sports. Yeah, um, I think that that's that's a good way to put it. Like we have um, a lot of different experiences and a lot of different sports, and with that came a lot of different coaches, and with that came a lot of different coaching styles. That's right. And all of those coachings and coaching styles gave us know skills to benefit our life i've on this podcast mentioned multiple times before that that sports are not the end-all be-all sports right. are the perfect platform they're the experiment um they're a microcosm of life they're micro yeah or even uh I, sometimes i think it's it's the chemistry experiment of life and there's there's go. no there's no bad things that can happen if you stumble you will fall and get back up because tomorrow you get to carry on and do something else it's not the be-all, end-all, and there are so many good lessons that we can take away from sports. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest one is life can be hard. Life can be difficult, right? I think for both of us, because we played high school football together, um, we had numerous practices where somebody would mess up, somebody would do something wrong, you know, and <laughs> as a result, the whole team is running sprints at the end of the day. Right. But I think the lesson there learned is that, you know, you might mess up, you might get punished, but you kind of learn and you move on from that and you take, okay, so why did I mess up? 
How can I not do this again? And where can I move forward? Yeah, I think you know, I think that's with any environment. It's not necessarily sports. Like sports is the example to learn it from. Like, yeah, okay, cool, you messed up. Yes, you get yelled at. Yes. But you have the opportunity to mess up because you're within that environment. You're within these constraints. Yeah. Whereas if you mess up in life, you know, there's the consequences are a lot bigger. Yeah. I think, you know, it's might not be the proper phrase to use, but it is a safe space to fail. It's a face, a safe space to stumble. And I think a lot of people use that phrase in conjunction with other things as in to take away the humanity or take away the life lessons. But I think it's it's a space that allows that life lesson to be learned and taught and built upon because you're not going to make that same mistake tomorrow after you made it in practice today because you don't want to be the reason everyone's running again. Good, because I sure hope not. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Mainly, I don't like running, so there's that issue too. That's true, but I'm sure if you wanted to do burpees, you could, right? I 100%. I'll do that all day, every day. <laughs> now, I think I think part of that too is understanding who your coaches and your leaders are, right? Um, Especially in youth sports, the coaches have this opportunity to impart life lessons upon young men and upon young women that they can apply later in life. Um, Like we just talked about was, you know, life is hard. You get back up and you keep going. Just as you do in any kind of sports game. If you're down 20 points, all right, you're just going to keep going. You may not win the game, right? But you're going to learn how to, push forward through adversity. Um, and I think that some coaches that we have had have done that better than others. Would you agree? Uh, 100%. I mean, I think I can talk about like high school sports, but even like on the, the younger end with like baseball and playing basketball growing up with you and stuff like that is if, um, if you had like the bird's eye view of watching us play basketball, some of the coaches we had compared to some of the coaches the other teams had, it was we were, you know, community team driven of like, okay, cool, we'll battle back, we'll fight. And everyone else was like, we do X, Y, and Z. And it, it was lot, a lot less opportunity for that growth and for that opportunity to have these young kids, young impressionable kids, mm-hmm. get the opportunity to stumble, fall, and get back up again. Right. And if you have like a coach who's just telling players that winning and losing is that end-all be-all, that's what those kids are going to grow up doing. They're going to think that they have to win for everything. They must win in every single situation. And when then they finally get to a point in life, not just in sports, where they lose, they're suddenly hit with this wall that they don't know how to get through or go around or go over. Yeah, because they've never experienced setback. They've been, oh, I win or I lose. And if I lose and you get to a part in life where life gets hard and as a 26 year old kid, I, life, you know, it is hard at times and it, it's yep. hard for anybody, however old you are, however young you are, there is going to be those difficult patches. And if you don't have the skills, if you have never learned the skills in a safe place to practice them, you're going to struggle and you're not going to get that win. You're not going to be able to skirt around and get another win that you deserve. True. And, I, agree with that. I, and I think there are so many coaches, especially, you know, the younger ages and the younger you get, maybe the more prevalent it is or the less prevalent it is, depending on where you're, where you are, where that focus becomes winning and losing in high school. Football was winning. Or oh, losing. Man. Tennessee, Tennessee football is a different beast altogether. Yeah. But like we did a lot of losing. <laughs> we, did. We, we definitely did. Unfortunately. Yeah. But 
I think we were lucky in the sense that we were um, our prior experiences playing sports growing up. We're like, all right, cool. Like the next thing. Um, I mean, I, I could give examples with you playing baseball. I mean, if we look at a kid who like bounced back and got better and grew and became extremely talented, I mean, that, that describes a lot of your baseball career. Oh, absolutely. I was, I mean, for the listeners out there, right. I played a little bit of T-ball when I was little, right. As every four-year-old in America should. Um, I'm pretty sure it's right. It's a national requirement in case you didn't know. It's this 26th amendment in case you're concerned. (laughs) It's actually pushed out by the CDC. No. Um, so I played T-ball when I was younger, but then I continued playing baseball and my parents signed me up for baseball probably when I was 13 or so. And I was so small and so weak that the only position that I could play on defense was second base because I could not throw the ball further than from mid what two thirds of the way from first and second base to the first baseman. Yeah. Like 40 feet. Yeah. I could throw a baseball 40 feet. But you showed up every day at practice. You put time in the weight room. You you, you didn't give up on yourself. You, like a lot of people, if you know, you're know you coming into something new, can take a situation and be like, oh, well, I'm not doing it, so what's the point? Like, I can't do it, so bye. But you know, when you're a 13, 14-year-old kid, 12-year-old kid, whatever it may be, and you're showing up and you're putting that effort in, the next situation you get, which might be, when you're 22 year old, 22 years old, in your first job, in a situation where you don't really fully understand it, you can fall back on the fact that you had the experience of fighting through and getting up, right. and you can chipping be away at something and getting better. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. And like we've we've already been talking about, it's those experiences that we have in youth sports, given that certain environment, that push us and remind us later on in life that we can do certain hard things. I think another example for me was when we were in, I don't know if you were here for these practices, Zach, but um, when we beat the number 10 team in the nation playing high school football was my sophomore year of high school. And the following week, the coach lines everybody up on the sideline. and was like, all right, I found 26 mistakes on film. Congrats. You beat the number 10 team in the country. I don't care you're going to run sprints 26 different times. And it was the worst grueling conditioning workout I have done in my life. Now, I don't know if that's true, right? If it actually really is the worst one I've ever done. But in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, okay, the worst thing I have ever done physically are those sprints, no matter what. So if something's like super, super difficult that I've had, you know, doing in the army or, you know, staying awake with a baby at night, I was thinking in the back of my mind, okay, Nothing can be as bad as Running that one experience in high school. In the Tennessee heat in August or September. That's right. Yeah, that that's a whole other beast. I, I don't think I was at that direct practice, but we had the the freshman team practice on another field, and I'm pretty sure we didn't do anything like that. <laughs> it was fun times, though. No, but and I think I kind of want to just circle back around to uh, impressionable kids, right? So that left an impression on me, but that was thanks to my coach. Right. So like you got to have the right person in charge of these kids. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I didn't, I had this coach for a very short amount of time, the one that you're referencing, but for me, that same coach would be Eddie Buckner and Richard Boone when I was playing rugby in high school. And this may surprise some of our listeners, but 
I was also significantly undersized and slow and, you know, all the negative attributes you could probably just attach to, you know, 12, 13 year old Zach in high school. But these coaches, 12 or 13 I don't know You're how 14 I'm, or 15 year freshman. I'm young for great. So I have to like subtract <laughs> an extra year and carry a one or something like that. Math is know. hard, man. Math is hard and I can't read. So I'm like, that's like two, two things down the drain. But like I had these coaches who um, specifically Eddie Buckner kind of like took me under his wing and he taught me to learn the game on an educational level. Right. And that educational level was allowed me to survive long enough as my physical body caught up. And then I could eventually get into the position of me still playing to this day of being successful at it. Cause I, in the back of my brain, I have the, the school, the skills and the understanding to be successful. And, you know, I made mistakes all the time playing rugby. I didn't, I didn't know the game, but I eventually was able to learn it and craft it. Yeah. And I think we can apply that later on in life, right? Like, yeah, as long as you have this educational background or you fall upon fundamentals, right? And whatever that is, if you have fundamentals of grammar, fundamentals of math, all these things that build up upon each other in order to better you as a person, it doesn't have to be educational, right? Like, so maybe you're going through a really tough time mentally. You've talked about this, right? Like, if you've gone through it before and you've gotten past it, well, you can definitely do it again. Yeah. And it's definitely, it, it gives you a, you know, a, not to use the reference, but you have like a Madden special ability that you can activate and you can like push, push on through. And like, you know, maybe your Madden abilities don't necessarily correlate one-to-one with like academic work or whatever work you may be doing, but it's still a skill that you have that doesn't just fade away because you're not playing sports anymore. And you're someone who's not playing sports anymore. And you have used those skills in your professional life and you're raising a tiny human life and all these other things you have done. That's true. Definitely true. Yeah. So I've, I've been blessed to have coaches really help me in the past, but I think it's also important to kind of look at the flip side and see that there's some coaches out there who are, kind of doing the opposite right they don't they don't build up their players they don't you know take the person as a whole as a human being and build up the human being they only look at the athletic ability and say that this is what matters like well maybe that's not what matters and i think we saw that during high school football at least for a couple years yeah we're not building football players we were building young men it just happens that the way we were building them is through this this through adversity in sports through adversity in sports through you know doing bear crawls on the track in 100 degree heat and well you know maybe you might get blisters on your hand who I'm cares <laughs> if you can do that you can do anything like it, it, it's just one of those things but it's not the focus of like oh you're a great athlete you're wonderful you're perfect i'm going to put you up on a pedal stool you can't do anything wrong because eventually that person is going to run into an athlete who's just as good as them. Eventually they're going to run into a mathematician who's just as good as them. Eventually they're going to run into someone that can meet their talent, meet that skill level and maybe even eclipse it. And then they got, there's there's other things in life that are more important than talent, right? Kind of like, how do you treat somebody else? How do you, and you talked about this recently on a podcast, like how does the really, really good player that was injured treat the younger player that's not getting any minutes. Like, how do you make somebody feel? 
welcome. Like, do you raise them up? Do you encourage them? Do you look out for your teammates? Is the coach doing the same thing? Is the coach looking at the team composition as a whole? Or does he only care about the starting 11, the starting nine, the starting five? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, if your coach isn't building that environment where you have a community and you have a team united together, you really just got a starting group and then people who show up. And if you just have people who show up, those people eventually, they're going to get jaded. It's going to happen. They feel that they're not part of something, even though they're the ones showing up every day. They're pushing the players. They're pushing the people around them to do better, to do good. Um, I remember, like, this isn't a youth sports example, but just a sports example in general. When I started playing rugby here in Minnesota, um, within the first two days of practice, all of the guys on our starting top side knew my name. They knew where I was. They, they made time to get to know me a little bit, you know, to introduce themselves. And, and they built that, that internal community of like, okay, cool. Those guys are, you know, they're on their D1 team. They're doing what they're doing. I'm on the D2 team, but we're still united and doing the same thing together. We're not, we might not be on the field at the same time, but we're practicing and we're working hard to bring each other up so that we can be a successful team, not a successful individual, not a successful starting 15, not a successful one a successful team and that team is such a huge community component yeah i i definitely think so and i think a lot of it starts when we're young in these youth sports and from especially from coaches when you're at such a young age i think you know if i were put into a position where i was a coach i'd want to you know encourage kindness in between teammates encourage practicing fundamentals um encouraging pushing through adversity and pushing through failure, right? Because those are all things that apply to life, right? How well do I treat people around me that are maybe different than me, right? Do I build them up or do I push them down? Do I, when I'm hit with a failure or through some kind of adversity, do I just give up? Do I push through? Do I help other people push through their adversity? I think these are all things that we can learn from youth sports and especially from coaches in youth sports, what they should be doing because we're building citizens, right? We're not building the next great, you know, we're not building Tom Brady in peewee football. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And you know what? It's peewee football. So like let the kids have a little bit of fun too. Like I think um, I have seen youth sports on a level where it becomes almost professionalized and, there's coaches and parents and all these other people who think they have a voice. You know, the kid is showing up not because you brought them there. I mean, you did bring them there, but the kid is also showing up because on a certain level, they enjoy it and they want to have right. fun. And we should focus, especially, you know, that youth level sports on having fun. Let the kid run around and play soccer. Let the kid learn the things. And But the coaches, the parents, the people involved, the community outside of that, needs to be rising those people up because that's you know that's how we're going to create better citizens of the world that's how we're going to create more kindness love and joy we're going to be able to spread that stuff that's right more than just the community and the team that we're a part of i've seen captains of teams not be the best player but be the guy that shows up for his team that people rally around because they believe in that person and that's that's true leadership in my opinion and it having a coach to recognize that and to create that environment is special. And we need to encourage 
more of those special relations and growth in youth sports. Yeah, absolutely agree. And if that kid kicking the soccer ball accidentally picks it up and puts it on the goal line, sign him up for rugby is what I say. Yeah, I think that's a, a fantastic <laughs> idea. Rugby, youth rugby would be a lot more fun than youth soccer, but it's still, um, it's they still sports, it's still having fun. Good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too upset. You know, you mentioned it, I've mentioned it, but you know, these are an opportunity to learn these life lessons, to learn these life skills. We yep. should encourage that and want to celebrate that. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And I think part of the reason why I'm where I'm at today, part of the reason why I, I went to West Point, joined the Army, did some special operations stuff is because of the encouragement and the coaching that I had during youth sports, during high school sports. And it was all positive. It put me where I am today. Um, without them, I would be probably a different person. I think, yeah, a lot of my high school coaches helped me give me the skills to be able to positively attack life the way I have. Um, so I want to thank them, obviously. Um, I don't think we have anything else to add. So again, I want to thank all of our listeners to, for listening. I want to remind you to go seek the good, be the good, and spread the good. Enjoy the adventure of life. Mm-hmm.